now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on all home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is the right place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I'm your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions in our fair city. I am proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada and Vancouver Island and Victoria, and I would be pleased to help you as well, too. The other thing that we have as well is a huge network of agents, not just across the province and across the country, but also North America and internationally, people that I know and I know well. If you have somebody who is thinking of moving either to Victoria or from Victoria and need an introduction to an excellent agent in the other city, let me know because I can connect you. We do a lot of that. Uh, We do about about 22% of our volume every year comes from other agents from other towns. That's a big number, by the way. It means that we do a lot of referral business from agents. And it also means that we have to be good because agents do not send their clients to somebody if they don't trust them and feel that they're the best person for the job. And for that, we are uh, honored. It is a privilege for us to serve. You can find me and the rest of the whole Home Show team members on the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Websites, phone numbers, everything. Please, please do reach out if you need help for mortgage, house insurance, building inspection, and legal aspects. These are great people to talk to. Homes in Greater Victoria are expensive. The average price for a single-family home has been over a million dollars for the last two months. How, How on earth can anyone afford to enter the market. Sure, interest rates are low. They're the lowest they've ever been, but the biggest hurdle remains saving up for a down payment. You need a down payment to buy a house. Today's guests, we'll talk about this. Our show sponsor and mortgage broker, Denise Webster, and from Sun Life Financial, Michael Corbett Hallett. They're going to give us some great tips. Now, listen, this is the one to listen to, not only if you are thinking of getting into the marketplace, but if you have a uh, child or a grandchild or somebody who is struggling and really wants to get into the market, this is something you need to listen to and you've got to let them know as well too. By the way, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to this episode or all of our episodes we've been doing for the past four years on iTunes and Google Play. Just search for The Whole Home Show with me, Tony, Joe, they're all there. So much great information. A lot of it evergreen and evergreen means you can listen to it now, even though we recorded it three years ago. If you're looking for tips on roofing, plumbing, uh, landscaping, all of that stuff, the information actually doesn't really change if it's not market specific. So there's a lot of things that you can learn just by listening to us. Tell your friends as well too. We'd love it if you would subscribe. And we've been recording our episodes recently under self-isolation, not at the studio at CFAX, but here in my home office. 
and we've been video recording them too. So if you want to see our interviews with our guests, just go on to our Facebook page. It's the Prime Real Estate Team, Prime Team Vic, uh, or visit YouTube. Actually, Google us. If you Google the Prime Real Estate Team, Tony Joe, you'll find everything you need to know there. We always like starting with a listener story or question. And if you have one, give us a call. 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Leave a message. Tell us the story. Or again, find us online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Uh, in a market like this, we, agents, we get a lot of property owners who've read the news and they've decided to sell their extra properties, you know, like investment properties, rental properties, uh, especially nowadays for short-term vacation rentals. There's a lot of Airbnb uh, VRBO properties out there that, hey, admittedly have been quiet because of COVID and people, of course, aren't traveling or visiting like they used to. Certainly nobody from outside of the country. So we get phone calls from people saying, hey, the, it looks like the market's doing great. Let's sell. I had an example this week of a mainland owner asking me to sell their vacation rental condo. Um, however, it wasn't really an ask. And I'll, I'll tell you what the email said. It was basically uh, hey, we've got this unit. We would like to sell it. Uh, if you can get me $700,000 for it, that would be great. In fact, you want to uh, maybe add some cushion for negotiation. So should we maybe list at seven sixty-five or thereabouts? And I, I, I had to look at this because I know the unit. It's a one-bedroom unit in downtown. And sure, it's really cool. It's brick. It's got high ceilings. It's very unique. But it's a one-bedroom unit. And I responded to her email and I said, you know, the, the building next door, the union building, which is newer built, uh, has never had a sale over uh, whatever the number was, $600,000. Uh, there's a unit for sale there right now at seven sixty nine, but it's a two bed, two bath, 1100 square foot, right next door. Um, we, uh, my associate partner, Kyle and I sold, uh, the highest priced, conversion condo in Victoria, right downtown. Again, brick walls, 16 foot ceilings, 1500 square feet, big deck. Uh, and that was $820,000. That was, that's an all time record. So I have this client right now. She wants 765 for something half the size with no parking. And it got me thinking for a bit there, you know, people really need to understand who sets the price. Who determines the price? Because it happens a lot, not only during this time, but when people call us up and they say, yeah, we're thinking of selling. Um, you know, the neighbor got 1.5 million, but if you can get me 2 million, I'll be happy. Of course you'd be happy. Man, I would love to get $5 million for my house, but the houses around it don't sell for that. So who determines the price? The market determines the price. So I sent information to this client and I said, you know, your building, acknowledge, I acknowledge the fact that your unit is by far the nicest one in the building. However, there's a lot of hurdles to overcome. At that 765 price point, you are in the half duplex, townhouse market, or smaller house market. And sure, you don't get the same. It won't be much of a house in today's marketplace. But you know how many times we have people say, I, would, I think I would rather have a fixer-upper house that I can improve with a bigger upside than buy the fanciest condo in a small complex. That is the most... Actually, you read any real estate DIY book out there at uh, Monroe's or your local bookstore, 
Um, and they all, Bastion Books, by the way, my friend Alex owns Bastion Books. Uh, all of these books say the best properties are the lesser house in the better neighborhood as opposed to the best house in the lower neighborhood. So uh, in addition to that, talking about the pricing, um, no unit in her complex has sold for more than $412,000. And we're talking similar size. So they're all about 700 square feet. Sure, she's got a huge deck. Sure, it's a fantastic location. How do you justify a $300,000 jump? And by the way, that was only a year and a half ago. So I, I produced all this information for her, sent her the link to which she said, oh my goodness, uh, I guess I was overreaching. Yes, research, information, data. That's the most important thing. And I have to warn any seller here, if you're thinking of selling your property and you're speaking to an agent that says, this is, this is the line that you should be most concerned with. How much do you want to list for? I'll put it on whatever you want. That is not helping you. That's the reason why properties don't sell. There's a lot of properties in the market that don't sell. Even in a uh, marketplace like this right now, the expiry rate, if you believe, you know, if, you can, if you can believe it, it's like 25 or 30%. 30% of properties listed do not sell. And it's not because the market isn't strong. It's because you overreached with the price. And that's what would have happened if she had her way. Anyways, she's waiting. She's holding that. It's better use for her as an investment property right now. If you have any other questions, give me a call. By the way, I have a pre-recorded series uh, on real estate tips. They include things like uh, assessed value versus appraised value, what to look for in a property, uh, who picks the price, just like we talked about, what kind of a discount can you expect? Price isn't anything. Building inspections and other hazards. If you're interested, I'd be happy to send it to you. Just uh, get in touch with me again. Prime Real Estate Team, and I'll send you the link. It's an entire video series. Uh, some information, which I got to say is great, uh, but it has helped a lot of people like yourself. Need to take a quick break here. Break here. When we come back, we'll be talking about how to save for a down payment for your house in an expensive real estate market like Victoria. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back, everyone. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. I had a past team member of mine uh, who worked part-time called me up a couple of weeks ago and she has finished school and she's working full-time now and I was thrilled to hear her question. She said to me, she said, Tony, I really want to get into the real estate market. How can I save for a down payment? Because I know that you need a down payment to buy a house. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I love hearing that. She's young. Uh, she and her uh, boyfriend are in their early 20s. Uh, real estate, of course, is the dream. You, to have your home, to live in it, to be able to improve it the way you want, and have it as a vehicle for investment. Because we all know what's happened in real estate, not only in the past two years, but in the last, since the dawn of time. So I'm thrilled to hear that. And of course, we have two experts with us today. Uh, we have, we'll have joining us momentarily, Michael uh, Corbett Hallett. He's with Sun Life. He's been on the show before. He's going to give us some great tips about how to save for a down payment. And by the way, if you're listening, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you're going to want your kids to listen to this episode here. And if you're catching it late now, don't forget, we podcast all these. It will be on the CFAX website shortly. But we want to start the episode with our friend, our um, show supporter and sponsor. Uh, she's basically a co-host because she's on a lot. But you know, it's a good thing because every time she's on, there's great information. Of course, that is from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker. Hi, Denise. Hi, Tony. Um, so, 
getting into the real estate market, I said in my introduction, uh, houses are a million dollars right now, right? Uh, and I've talked to you. I talked to you a lot during the week. But uh, when last we talked, you were saying you got a, you have a lot of people seeking pre-approval to get into the market right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it. They they really want to know what their purchase power is before they start looking, and rightfully so. Be very confident in what you're looking at. You are going to be able to make an offer. All right, let's talk about rates right now. Um, as of this date, you know we're recording this right now on August the 24th, as because we've been pre-recording recently. Um, you can get a mortgage at less than two percent, right? A five-year fixed locked-in rate of under two percent right now. Never. Oh, seen- okay. Okay, so uh, go back to 1990, March 1991, I sold a house, right? Uh, it was the interest rate that the buyers got. I think it was a fantastic at the time, 11.5%. Because it was down from 19. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then anyone who's listening who remembers 1981, 1982, you know, 20% was not unusual, right? Okay, so... Of course, the appeal right now is the low interest rate. Why does a low interest rate help somebody who's buying? Well, you know what? It is really just, it's going to be a more manageable mortgage payment. Now, that said, we still have the stress test. It is still here. So everybody is in Canada still qualifying at a higher rate. So it's, it, you know, that should give you a lot of um, comfort knowing that you've qualified at today's posted stress test rate is 479 it says that you can afford your mortgage at that rate and yet you're going to lock into 1.99% and there's that manageable mortgage payment. I do not want my clients to be mortgage poor, you know, in well, pre COVID, I used to say, it'd still be nice if you go on a holiday and go out for dinner, (laughs) (laughs) which is really important. You don't want your life to be such a shock that you now only make your mortgage payments. That's really not the reason you're buying a house. You should be buying in a comfortable position where you still have the freedom to have those vacations and have a life. whatnot. So yeah. knowing that you're qualifying at 4.79, but your actual rate is at 1.99, it's pretty darn attractive. That's yeah. a so low mortgage payment. It actually has been a good thing. Um, remind the listeners too, what is the minimum down payment today for someone to buy a property? It's still 5% on a purchase price up to 500. So there's your $25,000 down payment. Now, if you purchase over 500, you need an additional 10% on the amount over 500. Yeah. So if you purchased a $600,000 home, you need 25% on the first 500, that's 5%, and you need 10% on that additional 100,000, so another 10,000. So you need 35,000 down on a $600,000 home, okay. if it's your primary home. And then there's another threshold at a million, right? Yes. And well, nobody's buying a house over a million dollars without 20% down because you cannot insure a mortgage over a million dollars. So yeah. if the insurer is not involved, that's the borrower default insurance, CMHC. Yeah. If you're buying a million dollar, right on the dot, a million dollars, you need 200,000 down. If you Have buy you... 99999, yeah. you could put 10% down. <laughs> okay. Have you had a first time buyer at a million dollar purchase? Yes. I haven't. You have. I have, but wow. it was also... Um, a very large gifted down payment. So mm-hmm. it was not as big of a mortgage. Okay. So let's get to this uh, question then is, yeah. is how do you get that money? How do you get the 25 or 35 or $200,000 down? 
I mean, saving is, is not easy. Well, it's not easy to save in Victoria. That's for sure. We have a high cost of living. Um, and you know, a good standard, uh, we're, we're a government town. I've got two applicants. They're both working for the government. They have great income, but it's still really hard to get ahead and put 20% aside. You have to be very diligent in your savings. Um, so where I see people accumulating their savings is, they're either still living at home or they have an amazing rental opportunity where they have really low rent yeah. and they've been able to stay at this low rent for quite a while and sock it away. And again, that's a lot of um, diligence to just keep putting it aside. Um, luckily, there's also a lot of people that have had a kickstart with their savings and it has been a bit of an early inheritance or the gifted down payment. Um, I've seen, uh, sadly to say, I've seen people that have had an ICBC insurance payout that they had a big lump sum of money and they've, they've done well, they've saved it and they've been accumulating their savings. So I know Michael's going to have a lot more to say about a good savings plan. And just from what I'm seeing from my borrowers, they've either been paying really low rate and doing a great job of saving, or they've had a big help with a gifted down payment. Okay. All right. You know, uh, the conversation about the difference between you know, a low rent and socking away. I, I want to cover that in one of the other segments because it's a big conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's sure. discipline, right? That's discipline that not everyone has. Yeah. Uh, um, now, there are some requirements though with gifted down payments, right? Yes. So gifted down payments, most importantly, and to absorb this, it has to be an immediate family member. It is not your friend. It, uh, and even siblings, it, it, it's okay with siblings, but it can be questioned because what the lender really wants to know is, is this a non-repayable gift? Is nobody want anything in return from giving you this money? Well, it's pretty sure that if it's a friend, your friend probably wants some type of um, kickback, something that you're going to pay some equity at some point or pay that gift back. So an immediate family member is really signing a gift lender letter that says, this is the amount we're gifting our son, daughter, and it is, uh, we have no interest in the property and we expect no repayment of the gift. That's right. what the gift letter says. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. And of course the government has done that because they, they, people often, they'll ask on occasion, is there a workaround? Is there a way to sort of scam the system? But it has become very robust where it's, it, uh, you can't. Yes, it has yeah. changed. Tony, you know what, for a long time, um, giftors, giftors, the parents didn't actually hear from lenders. Lenders didn't phone and verify. What we have to verify is that all parties have signed the gift letter and that those gifted funds are in the borrower's account at least 30 days before the completion date. So what the lender's verifying is that they've signed a gift letter for a $50,000 gift and we see a $50,000 deposit in the applicant's bank account. Yeah. Well, more so now, the gifter is actually getting a phone call from the lender saying, how much did you gift? What day did you send that money? And uh, did you sign this letter? Yeah. Um, now, we have a few lenders taking it even further, and I'm going to actually just read something. for. Um, so quite often, we don't verify the funds mm -hmm. from the gifter. We do not have to show bank statements because as long as they're in the borrower's account in 30 days before the funds we know the bank has done the due diligence the funds have cleared but now the lenders are actually asking questions about the gift door wow. and it can be as much as this it can say um, can you confirm the income level of the gifter can you confirm how long they were in the workforce uh, do they have home ownership do they have any revenue properties 
What are their saving habits, their debt load? Are they strong savers, minimal debts, no shelter costs, good ability to save? That's a lot of questions for us to ask somebody who's not even involved in the mortgage application. Yeah, they're not even part of the transaction. They're just gifting the money. I quite often don't even see them. So this is a brand new level. It's not every lender. We're just seeing more and more. And the reason being is, I'll read this as well. Uh, The bank has taken a firm stance against money laundering, fraud, terrorist financing. We are constantly being asked to keep an eye out. If we see something, we say something. Oh my goodness. There's just a lot of pressure from the money laundering act. Excuse me. So, you know, down payment is, is very scrutinized and we have to perform our due diligence as well. We look at a 90 day transaction history and what we're looking for is any deposits that cannot be explained. Okay, good to know. Well, listen, we need to just take a quick break, but you're not going anywhere because we're having a conversation. Denise Webster with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Your contact information is on our CFAX page. Um, but uh, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group and one of our guests today. J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you're looking for help and expertise in any of these areas, so we're talking mortgage, building inspection, uh, home insurance, and legal aspects, give our guys a call. They are fantastic. You can find their contact information on the cfax1070.com website. Just look under shows. There you'll find the whole home show. Phone numbers, emails, everything are there. Or reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. By the way, if you're a podcast listener, just a reminder, we are on iTunes and Google Play. You can find all 170 some odd episodes we've done over the course of the past four years. Lots of great content. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Follow us. There's so much to know about real estate. Of course, today we're talking about how someone can get into the real estate market, especially where houses are a million dollars. Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker, just talked about the fact that you you can buy with 5% down up to $500,000, so you need 25 grand. You don't get much for $500,000 today, uh, but all the way up to a million dollars, you can um, have as little as 10% down. Now, we have with us right now from Sun Life Financial, Michael Corbett Hallett. Michael has been on the show before, and uh, Michael, great having you here. Thank you for having me, Tony. Yeah, so uh, as I said at the very beginning, this all started because of the fact that I had a, a, a past employee and still a friend of ours uh, message, called me actually uh, a little while ago saying she wants to get in the real estate market uh, looking for tips on how to save because that's the biggest thing. How do you come up with this 25, 35, or 200 grand down aside from gifting from parent, grandparent, or, you know, direct family member, like Denise said. Um, Cause what if you don't have that person? What can somebody do? Yeah. I mean, gifting would be very nice. That's a great start to uh, a head start for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, for my clients, uh, most of them that are younger coming to me, like in their twenties, early thirties, they are, that's their main goal is they want to get out of paying such absorbent, rent here of 1500 2000 2500 yeah. and uh save for a down payment it's uh it is tough um most of my clients they do 
have to change their spending habits. Um, and they've accepted that. And a good way is just starting a monthly savings plan, whether it's through a tax-free savings account, as well as an RSP, um, or just a simple savings account. And they, I typically tell my clients, okay, when, when are you wanting to purchase this house? Are you wanting to purchase it in you know, 24 months, 36 months? What's reasonable? And most of them are usually two to three years. So, and it's typically a couple. Sometimes it is just one person. And they, I, I tell them to write it down because typically when you write your goals down, they're more likely to achieve them and just, kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, uh, so I tell them, you know, okay, write it down. What do you want? What, what size of a house do you want? Uh, that's realistic. Is it a condo? Is it a townhouse? Is it a home? And most of them, typically it's a condo, a one or two bedroom condo or a townhouse. And in Victoria, typically the, the younger demographic, they're more moving towards uh, Langford, West Shore area. Because you got to go further out to get more bang for the buck. Exactly, exactly. Especially those, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s, they're wanting to start a family. It's kind of hard to start a family in a one bedroom condo downtown or even a two bedroom. So like a townhouse, um, which I'm in, which you guys, the prime real estate team helped. Uh, yes, of course. Purchase. Yeah. Um, brand you know, new too. That was brand yeah. new. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, you know, looking further uh, into the future as I'm very goal oriented is, uh, you know, if uh, myself and Jessica, my girlfriend, uh, you know, we have a family that we don't have to move again, you know, and, uh, um, or, or we could, but potentially just stay there. And, um, well, actually I want to just, uh, thanks for bringing yeah. that up. Um, I, I just want to, uh, uh, just touch on this for a moment here because you had the option, you had the choice of buying a condo in town or getting a bigger place, which you have, it's, it's a town, it's a beautiful townhouse with a garage. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what people are often faced with is if we're, if we're family planning and if we have a kid, there will be another move there, right? Whereas you you leapfrogged that whole first step and you went to the second step, right? Yeah, and uh, I thought, well, if we get the townhouse now, a it's um, more of a, a house per se, less strata fees, yep. more flexibility, and you also get a lot more bang for your buck. Like our place is about twenty five hundred square feet, yeah, uh, versus buying a you know a two bedroom condo downtown that's like. 700 square feet yeah. eight yeah 700 square feet if that if you're lucky yeah. so yeah just kind of forward thinking and then okay if we move here and we build the equity up then we can you know potentially look at maybe purchasing something downtown for a, a rental property mm -hmm. but before like all that happens i ask my clients okay what do you what's what's your goal here and they say okay well we you know are looking at something probably affordable 500 600 thousand you know, uh, probably, helpful, helpful again, because of what Denise mentioned with the uh, uh, down payment, uh, down payment amount. Right. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's also other perks too, which we'll get into later, maybe like the um, property transfer tax exemption for first time buyers and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And like the, you know, and I tell them, you know, you're going to need like 35, 40,000. Well, there's two of you. Okay. Let's, let's see. Okay. You want 40,000 in three years and then work back from there. And then it's, they kind of see it on paper and then I show them, okay, what, what do you need to save each month? And then it's, it's more attainable. Um, but people that just are like, yeah, we want a house in five, three years or five years and they don't have a plan. It's hard to save. 
Um, definitely the spending habits though, like somebody, you know, two people in government working, they definitely can afford to save. They just have to live cheaper right now, live poor for a couple of years and then live like Kings and Queens for the rest mm-hmm. where, um, if you, if you save that, the other thing is too, um, for savings, um, you should look at your group employer to see if you do have group RSPs, oh. um, group RSPs you can use for, um, your part of your down payment as the home buyer's plan, uh, where a lot of people, they think, uh, they only have a pension plan through their company. So group RSPs, um, can be helpful for getting you over that, you know, hurdle if you do have one, because, Typically, group RSP plans that are matched by your employer. So if you're getting a full matching, it's a lot quicker to Fantastic. get that down payment. Yeah, I see Denise nodding her head there. Yes, <laughs> that's good. Okay, that's great. Um, I hear what you're saying here. Planning is so important. And see, I bump into people on the other side. They go, I really want to buy a house. I don't have the down payment yet. But, you know, maybe if we find the right house, then I'll find the money. Well, that's not the right way to do it. That you're 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 doomed to fail because there are rules, there are regulations. You know, with the, with the gifted down payment and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, major major tip here. I love what you've said, Michael. Plan, have a plan, have a deadline. Um, talk to someone like Michael that will help with this because I want to talk after a break here about how the best way to force yourself to save is. Uh, and then, of course, you talk to Denise and get that mortgage all set up. And then you come talk to us, the real estate people. You know, let's not put the cart before the horse, right? So, exactly. So important. Now, Michael, if people need to reach you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, best way is to reach out to myself, 250-885-5855. Uh, you can call or text that number. Uh, my email's a little long because of my name. Yeah. So it's probably easiest just to text or call. Again, awesome. 250-885-5855. And Denise, put her hand up, Denise. You, you, you wanted to jump in there. I have to just jump in on one idea of the savings plan because it can really bite you in the butt if you try to do this. You know the, the coin jar. So if you start oh. emptying your pockets when we were spending cash more, so and you're putting all your savings into a jar, yeah. and that stuff adds up really quickly. And I had this happen where a client had saved $5,000 in coin and went to the bank and deposited it, and it was a, it was a cash deposit. Amazing. No, we could not use that money. There oh, the no cash. History. It's cash. Oh, okay. We listen, we got we got to take a break. Uh, let's talk about that when we pick it up. Back in just a moment. This is the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about how someone can save for a down payment to buy their first home, whether it's a condo, a townhouse, a house. We know it's expensive to buy here in Victoria. Uh, listen, just before the break, Denise brought up a story about finding all those 5,000 bucks worth of coins in your back pockets, uh, in the crevices of your sofa. And so what you're saying is these people could not use that, that coin because there's no history of the money, right? Exactly. So when we looked at that 90-day history of their bank account statements, there was an ATM deposit of $5,000. And I said, you know, did you guys sell a bike? You know, do you have something to verify? Oh, no, no. We just, we put all our money uh, we've been saving in a, a coin jar. And wow. it was part of the down payment that was needed. Now, we really lucked out because they did have a gift and it covered it, but 
it, by complying to that money laundry act, if you have a large lump sum deposit that cannot be explained, and even an ATM receipt that says it was a deposit of 5,000, there is nothing to say where that money came. It was definitely accumulated savings, but it's uh, you've got to get it in there at least 90 days before you're going to buy a house. So, so now we pull that 90 day history and we don't see that $5,000 deposit. It looks like accumulated savings. So this is, this is serious business that basically the federal government, these are the feds, the federal government wants to make sure that people are, there's, they're tracking the money. They want to know that this is not drug or uh, um, money laundering or all of these things, right? Correct. Yeah. So okay. I always have that question. I do have to ask questions about where is your down payment coming from? Is it mattress money? Yeah. And it's a good way to put it. Like there's a lot of people that don't want to put all their money in the bank and they do feel like cash is king and they should have cash at home. And there's nothing wrong with that until you go to use it for a down payment. So if you are accumulating your cash and you're doing a great job saving in that jar, it adds up fast. It's a great way to save. But when it comes time to think about buying that house, you need to start depositing that into the bank. Yeah. So, you know, here's another thing. Maybe you use that uh, cash jar money and you use it to make payments elsewhere and you can allot that money that you would have used yeah. and you save it, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Michael, let's talk about forced savings because you talked about setting up an account and getting people to, to allocate money on a monthly basis to an RSP or whatever. Um, what happens when somebody's just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, maybe not this month. I'll take a break this month because, you know, it's a tight month or whatever. How does somebody stay on track and make sure they're always depositing? Yes, uh, setting up like a tax-free savings account, either, you know, with myself or at a local bank uh, or if you do self-directing as well or an RSP as well. But setting something up where it comes out automatically right after your paycheck has been deposited into your bank account. So you never see uh, it. So you never see it, exactly. And it might take a couple of months to um, adjust to having less in your, your account, but those will help you when you actually do purchase your house to not be spending as much. You're gonna be obviously spending on furniture and such, but it's gonna change your habits. The, the one big one is like uh, eating out yeah. uh, at restaurants or even fast food, you know, three, four, five bucks here and there, 10 times a week you know, with coffee and that, it adds up. So if it's 500 or 700 bucks a month that you're able to put away, yes, it's going to hurt your, <clears throat> excuse me, your spending habits a bit or your living the luxuries, but it's going to really pay off down the road. If you can, instead of paying 1200 bucks or 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks a month to somebody else's mortgage in somebody else's pocket, you can be putting that towards your own uh, mortgage. And although that $2,000 mortgage you think is, you know, it's all going away, part of it's equity. So you're building equity in your house and you're building net worth. Yeah, because, because here's the thing that people often forget about. It's not, just, it's not just you paying your mortgage down over time. It is the appreciation that happens too. Exactly. Because yep. houses that we're selling now today at a million dollars, they were $600,000 uh, five years ago, right? Six mm -hmm. years ago. Whereas if you're a tenant and you're paying your rent, your rent goes up, but you don't have that side of appreciation, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's the, the net worth gap is getting larger as you're paying your mortgage down. Yeah. And over the years, typically, uh, your, your assets are appreciating. So it's, it's getting much, your, your net worth is gaining that much more each year yeah. by being able to just pay your mortgage down. 
but you're not seeing it, but it's there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I love, I got to say, Denise, I, I love looking at her mortgage statement because every month more of the same payment amount goes towards principal and it reduces the amount of interest over time. That is, it's a cool thing to see. Well, gosh, now with mortgage rates around 2%, it's about two thirds of your payment is going to principal and a third is going to interest. It's oh. unbelievable how much you're knocking down that principal balance. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and those people that were in variable rate mortgages and it dropped, dropped, dropped in March, the most important thing you need to do is if your payment dropped as well and you thought, oh, that's great, my payment's way lower, but you were comfortable with that payment, what it was before March 1st, then get your payment back up. Increase your payment. When your interest rate is that low, get your payment back up, increase it because you're just attacking that principal balance. Yeah. You know, and this is in line with what I want to bring back because both you and Michael brought this up uh, earlier today, talking about when you, if you have, if you're a renter and you have really low rent, let's just say you've been renting the same place for 10 years and you're paying 800 bucks a month for something which today is 1500 or $1,800. I got to say, I, I have a story, no names, obviously, but we had a tenant in one of my client's properties and it was a sad story because the seller decided to sell. Seller has that right, right? And the tenant said, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to afford another place because everything is whatever it is, $1,800 today. Um, you know, I have no money and all that. This is a very sad story. There's no question about it, but we have choices. And had the tenant saved the difference between what their rent is and what the current rent is, she could have had the down payment to buy, right, Michael? That's correct. I mean, hey, seven, eight, nine hundred bucks a month, that adds up. I mean, that's yeah. over nine hundred bucks a month, that's over ten thousand a year in savings. See, because I think that it would be helpful if people like that tenant or other tenants listen to what you guys are talking about right now. It's not free money. It's not like, oh, my rent's only eight hundred bucks. Uh, you know, more going out, more, you know, takeout coffees. And by the way, hey, listen, the restaurant business in Victoria, hospitality is important. We should be supporting our local businesses, right? But does that mean you got to eat out every night? Does that mean you got, because, you know, under COVID time, maybe this is why you guys are both so busy right now. Um, I know I've saved, I haven't spent the money that I spent on coffee. You know, I, I've been drinking out of home and, you know, there's been less going out. Still go out. I still want to support businesses, but it's less, right? Yeah, I'd say the first uh, two and a half months of COVID, I don't think I spent a dime on coffee or, or eating out. I've, I'm like, wow, my bank account's growing a lot faster than I thought. But it was just from those simple habits of not eating and, and eating healthy food at home. And our travel plans have changed drastically. So what you thought maybe was put aside for a vacation is now still in savings. I got to tell you, I had, there were, I was on CFAX. I was guesting once. I can't remember which host. And uh, it was the topic about saving for down payment. And I made the comment, I made the comment, you know, maybe it's, you know, not doing your one or two Starbucks a day. Right. And I had a phone in because it was a phone in show. And um, we had somebody call and say, I'm struggling for down payment. It's not the Starbucks, you know, you, and, and I was getting roasted and I'm like, listen, it's just common sense, right? I'm not saying don't go out to restaurants. We must, like it's part of our culture, right? But do you need to do it 10 times a week, right? Um, I got to say we, my family, because we've been cooking at home a lot more. Um, we had sushi last night and it was a treat. 
still love it, right? But all of a sudden, things go from, you know, a daily occurrence to a treat. And again, going back to Michael, this is savings, right? We can exist. We can, we can live a good life and save money for things like a house, right? One of, the, yeah. one of the really great ways of saving, and I see this very common uh, when I have to look at a credit report and I'm looking at uh, current debts and balances on credit cards, loan payments. So when I see a loan payment of, let's say, $400 a month and they have almost paid it off, when you pay off that car loan and now you have no more loan payment, you need to continue to, you've been managing fine with $400 a month car payment. Well, now that $400 needs to go to Michael into a tax-free savings account. That's such an easy transition. When you've paid off a debt, just keep paying it, but it goes into your savings. It's all about habits, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the biggest, and this is something I know you bump into is when the car loan is paid off, a lot of people go, hey, time for a new car. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah I see Mike, and Michael's not in there. Uh, hey, we all like our vehicles, but they can take a big bite out of our monthly uh, cash flow, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, friends that I have or people I know and stuff that are driving the nice Mercedes or Beamers and they're still renting, but I, you know, I'm driving a, you know, not an old truck, like a 2010 truck, you know, yeah. no car payments at all. And they're like, Oh, you got to get a new truck and that, you know, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'd rather just save that money and put it towards another investment property. So, yeah. and they're, you know, they're like, Oh, it looks ugly. I'm like, well, I mean, my townhouse looks pretty nice in my condo downtown. So yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the trick about driving an old beat up truck is when you're inside the truck and you're looking at your revenue property, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It so, makes me smile every time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, it's, I, I, I like to invest uh, every single thing I buy, whether it's a coffee or something, I'm looking at the, the return on investment. That's just me. I'm a numbers guy. And whenever I see, you know, a new car being driven off a lot and it loses 25, 30% of its value, just like that, uh, versus like an investment property or even a principal residence, you know, I see that appreciating, not depreciating. Yeah. Which is why real estate is, uh, is so fantastic. And again, Hey, we're not saying here, don't buy new cars. I mean, cars are great, right? If you have the budget, if yeah. you've been saving, if you have built up equity in your home, we all got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, guys, our time is coming to an end here. Um, one, uh, one last thing just before I forget, uh, contact wise, Michael, if people need to reach you, best way to do that. Yeah. Uh, call or text 250-885-5855. A lot of eights and fives. Great. And again, I will put your email address on the CFAX website cause it's a long one. Right. Yep, it is uh, unfortunately. Yes. And Denise. Oh, yep. Reach out to me on my phone. So give me a, a call or a text to 250-889-4743 or an email to denise at denisewebster.com. Yeah. So again, for our listeners, if you're listening to this for your kids or for your grandkids, tips on how to save money, really what we've heard today is habits. It's building those habits and socking away that money so that you never see it. And uh, one of the points that Michael brought up that we see and hear all the time is it's amazing how quickly money accumulates if you're putting it away in the right place. Not the least of which is in your real estate because, you know, for all these people who bought and they took the risk five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, they are sitting pretty right now. And the last thing I want to say is 
buying is never easy. It is always uncomfortable. If you're new and you're buying your first house, it's not, you know, it's not the joyous process like maybe buying a car is. It is painful because you've saved and it's an uncomfortable moment, but it goes away when you look back five or ten years later and say, oh my goodness, that was the right thing. Thank you, Denise and Michael, and to the rest of our listeners. We'll be here for you guys this time next week.